The first cell phone was demonstrated in 1973 by Martin Cooper. You know what wasn't demonstrated? Shared plans. Over 50 years later, you can save on one line thanks to Visible. When you switch to Visible, the wireless company that makes wireless visible, you can get a one-line plan with unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon for just 25 bucks a month, taxes and fees included. No hidden fees. No, really. You can look around for them. They're not there. Switch now at Visible.com. Save on wireless without the hassle. Switch to Visible today and save at Visible.com. Monthly rate on the Visible plan for data management practices and additional terms. Visit Visible.com. Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Buntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Buntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. Underestimate the power of PlayStation. Beyond. 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 Yeah. Beyond. What was that? Beyond. Beyond. Yeah, Beyond. I tried to spice it up. You guys just <laughs> shouted at each other. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Podcast Beyond, episode 471. I'm Max Scoville. I'm joined by Brian Altano. Brah, brah. Andrew Goldfarb. It's my first time doing this in the studio. I don't know where to look. I'm very nervous. It's okay. It's just fine. do the just, same thing just, we used to do. It's just a more expensive table, probably. Yeah. Yeah. It's fingerprints on it, though. Yeah. It's Stop real, it. real slimy. Stop and it. Marty Sleeper. Stop it. Hi. What Welcome. do you think of the table? How are Phil your fingerprints Coleman. doing? I think it's great. Cool. I think it's the best table I've ever seen. Uh, so you guys, wrong with Christ you? could have eaten at this table. Yeah. Uh, yeah. With, what are we going to talk, anyway, talk about this week? Yes. You guys went to PSX in <laughs> yes. Anaheim. You were there we all did. weekend. You got to see mm-hmm. a lot of cool stuff. Uh, I was on the uh, live pre and post show with Alana talking about all the stuff that they revealed in the Sony keynote. Uh, let's get started with something that really is probably the longest awaited thing here. Uh, you reviewed The Last Guardian. Oh, uh, yeah. I did. Last Guardian is out. It's in your hands by now if you want to play it. Uh, I did review it. You can check out my review on the site. Uh, I gave it a 7.0, which translates to good. Does it feel sort of like like a huge weight is lifted off of the entire video game industry right now? Between that and Final Fantasy? Yeah. Yeah. It's really kind of nice that, that, that back-to-back we have those two games that people have been thinking about for, what, cumulatively like 17 years? Yeah. Um, and they're out now, and they're reviewed, and people like them. It's, yeah, it's kind good. of a good feeling. Yeah, so I mean, my my, I won't. We won't go into spoilers. I think we're going to record an actual one-off spoiler yeah. cast where we just take the gloves off and actually talk about the story and the yep. ending and and what we like and didn't like. Uh, but I think the game is oftentimes gorgeous and stunning and has moments that I'm absolutely never going to forget. Uh, I think when Trico works as an AI, it's the most playful, lifelike AI maybe I've ever seen in a game in terms mm-hmm. of like an animal. It does really feel like having a pet. Uh, but I sort of said when it works because a lot of times the game's uh, ambition, I feel like, is a little too uh, a little too steep. And I feel like visually the game feels like a 2016 game, but mechanically and camera-wise, a lot of times it does feel like a game that was in development for the last better part of a decade. Yeah, yeah, I'll totally concur with all that. Yeah. Um, I just finished it last yesterday, and I'm – I, I read your review. I think it's completely spot on. And it's a tough one to write, right? Yeah. Like it's it's actually in, – in terms of video games I've played that I've felt this sort of bipolar on, I can't remember one that I've had equally so many wonderful, incredible moments uh, 
coupled with so many moments of frustration. I found myself probably in awe and like kind of giggling at how great the mm-hmm. bond between the two main characters are as often as I find myself cursing at my television and, and frustrated at, yep. the, at the camera, um, the controls like there's a lot of things and it really sucks because this is this is it the game's done, a lot of people were tweeting at me being like think they'll patch it? I'm like no, I doubt yeah. it like maybe. There's a day one patch but I don't see like yeah. a now, month from now. I played it on my PS4 Pro uh, mm-hmm. which is apparently the best place to play it yeah but you have to go into the settings and set it to 1080p mode to keep it pretty much locked at 30 frames per yeah. second so which is the best you're going to get if you're playing on a regular base ps4 which i imagine most of you will uh you're actually going to get a lot of times in that game where it drops down into yep. single digit yeah like, yeah and it's especially in the first quarter of the game yeah uh, there were times where like noticeable frame rate dips uh but then which is weird because the back half of the game i think is uh it, the set pieces are bigger and yeah. the settings i, I think look better than the start of the game mm. and the frame rate was fine there I, I was gonna ask you about that because it almost felt like uh it was something that my mind was making up but i felt like halfway through that game like it was like i put a new graphics card in my pc yeah. like that the second half of that game is noticeably yeah. better than the first it uh reminds me not in terms of content this isn't a spoiler or anything like that but it reminded me of how in bioshock infinite uh when the near the end you go to rapture and then there's mm-hmm. this sort of this thing with the lighthouses and that looks like we got to that part and we're like oh, this looks way better than any, anything I've seen right, before. And it just right. feels like this was the stuff that was made in the last year or two uh, as opposed to you know the early stuff, which we, I mean, to their credit, like the stuff we saw running on PS3 seven, eight years ago, those scenes are still in the game, yeah. which yeah, is crazy. Yeah. Also, I mean, it's worth noting that they probably had to pretty much rebuild it from the ground up to get it on PS4. Yeah. yeah. Like, it's easy to look at it and be like, oh, this is a last-gen game. Why isn't it running perfectly and flawlessly on current generation? Because yeah. it's like, you know, drastically different architecture. Like, they were probably bashing their heads against the, uh, you know, the cell processor yeah. stuff from yeah. PS3. Uh, I saw something online about how, like, the, the dev kits for PS3s were, like, a server rack. And a PS4 is just like a gaming rig, basically. Yeah. Oh, weird. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, you never really know what you're going to get with that. And, and also, like, the game b- barely has any load times. Like, if you mm-hmm. load in and don't die, like, you can go hours without the game loading, So, which is sort of incredible when you think of how yeah. vast the spaces are. I don't know if they're pulling, like, a Metroid Prime where they're hiding it behind, they like, might. certain things. Yeah. I don't really know. Or, like, um, you go into a tight hallway and the rest of the world disappears as it's being, like, reloaded in. Mm-hmm. It's such a... It's such a weird game to talk about because I I am trying to focus as much on the positive stuff in it that I genuinely truly did like. Mm-hmm. I really think that like the bond between uh, Trico and the boy is like one of the most beautiful things I've ever seen in the yep. video game. There are moments where you're you're like I'm watching I'm watching like a a 1990s a Japanese animated movie. Oh, totally. It's, it feels like Studio Ghibli, yeah. honestly. Like uh, it's it's kind of it's kind of amazing. Yeah. Um watching like it, environmentally I will say that like it's sort of repetitive in terms of like you see a lot of the same textures, you see a lot of the same like it's a, mostly I mean, there are a rooms of, that are actually the same. Yeah. Like literally the same physical layout, the same banisters up yeah. top, uh, which, which is, is odd, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know how they're sort of justifying that narratively, but the way the actual bird dog looks which i like towards the end i started to realize is more of like a bird cat oh, it's absolutely more of a bird cat yeah. doesn't roll off the tongue as well yeah um is he's just so incredible and like the, you when you when you get into a conflict with enemies that throw spears at him and the boy climbs onto him and starts yanking them out like there's this like tangible feeling of pain like my wife walked in the room and saw me playing one of those scenes and heard the bird dog like yelping where there's like blood yeah. patching up on him and she was like oh my god is he okay yeah. like and she doesn't she's not connected to the game she's not she didn't play it for 14 hours like i did but uh there's there's something noticeable about like the pain that he feels and there's a lot of moments in that game where the two of them are there for each other and it's this unlikely bond and they i don't think that they have a motivation in the story 
besides to just be friends, yeah. which is kind of cool. Like, at no point was I like, oh, we're going to save the... I was like, I don't know what we're doing. Yeah. I don't know where we're going or why yeah. we're going there, but, but like it's together. kind of nice, but we're I together. Uh, yeah, I've never been so kind of just ambivalent about w- whether or not I want to play a game. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, I'm definitely going to give it a shot. Uh, I'm sort of dreading it, but I feel like because I'm going in with almost negative expectations, I might come away incredibly surprised by all the good yeah. stuff. But yeah, I mean, it sucks that, you know, it's a game that does push back uh, by accident. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not like a game like Bloodborne or something where the difficulty is part of the gameplay. It's difficult because the dog doesn't do what you tell him to yeah. or and yeah. because the camera's weird or the yeah. frame rate dips. Well, and uh, there's a certain amount of the dog uh, not doing what you tell him to that I think is cute and kind of works as yep. a character. But then there's other times, I mean, Andrew saw me playing in the demo room and there was this puzzle where I had to get on his back and then he had to dive underwater and go mm-hmm. through this little gate. And he was doing it and failing for a better part of a half an hour. And then arbitrarily one time he did it and succeeded. So what's mm-hmm. interesting is the problem is like yeah. when you've solved the puzzle, you know what you have yep. to do. You have completed everything that you're doing and you're just fighting against the controls. Yep. Like that's a problem. So you told me all about that scene and I went in dread it and actually finish it on the first try yeah. got super lucky with it which i think it's like your experience may vary um but then five minutes later i was in a different scenario i actually found myself not really struggling with uh trico's commands or getting him to be where i wanted to be my main problem with that game is the boy interacts with trico as if trico has his own sort of gravitational pull mm-hmm. like I, I was describing him as like a super mario galaxy level where like you would go to jump off of the top of him and swing around and end up on you're his belly him and you're in his grundle and i yeah. was like get me out of the tank yeah, you know I don't want to be in the team right now. I want to be on the ledge. Final tunnel, twenty sixteen. Yeah. The last Grundlin. But it's like there's so much there that's amazing yeah. and and beautiful and worth playing through. And I really think like the last two or three hours of the game were just a spectacle. Yeah. Like there's nothing. There's no video game experience like this mm-hmm. ever made. There never will be again. Yep. There is no. There's. It's not like you play a Call of Duty game. You're like this is a, a first person shooter. It's a really good one. But someone's gonna make a better one one day. No one will ever make another game like this. This is just a one of a kind thing. It's and the last. Yeah, it's it is the last guardian, and I mean I don't know what it, I think the people who worked on this game are to get split up in a seventeen different Japanese Sony studios, and yeah. th- they'll never get together to make another project like I this. I think again. they need a hot license, like Clifford the Big Red Dog. That oh, would be yeah. really good. I was saying, would you I get want, that point stand? Uh, yeah, I would get in that point stand. Yeah, I, they never go into whether or not they neutered that giant <laughs> dog. They had to. He would have been doing what red else? Is, what everywhere. is he going to be making like love with? Actually, does he have a red rocket? Like a house? I don't know. He's got I mean, everything's red on him, so yeah. So maybe he has got just a regular like dog colored. Yeah, but like, who's gonna like? They need like a like a like a backhoe to neuter that dog. Possibly, like, they'd have to go in there <laughs> anyway. Um. <laughs> but yeah, I think there's a there's Marty and I. You and I were talking. That there was a good, there was like a three hour chunk in the middle, four hour chunk in the middle that I feel like you could have lifted right out of this yep. game. I, at no point did I was I like this needs to be a twelve to fourteen hour game yeah. or a ten. You know, I saw an achievement or a, a trophy pop up last night. Um, that's an option. You can finish the game in under five hours. I don't know how people are going to do that. That's like expert speedrunner shit. Mm-hmm. But for me, it's it took it doesn't matter. It took like eleven <laughs> hours for me to beat the game, which is kind of a long time to be spent. Yeah, especially because you end up backtracking a lot towards the second half of it. Yeah. So, man, like, what a weird game to recommend mm. because I think that like on a control level and a camera level, it's really cumbersome and it's like it's really fails at what a lot of video mm-hmm. games should be really good at but everything else is so well done yeah. that i think you just have to experience it if you can like yeah. rent this game uh buy this game borrow it from a friend i even watch a youtube let's play and like i, I don't really like saying that kind of thing but mm-hmm. i think it's just it's worth seeing and yeah. worth playing cool Recommend. 
Um, and of course, check out Marty's review up on IGN.com. Spoiler cast soon. In yeah. other news, uh, we got another look at Death Stranding at the VGXAs, whatever they're called, the Game yep. Awards. Um, this is, of course, Hideo Kojima's new game. Uh, this one has Guillermo del Toro's head and hands in it. He's not entirely in it. He's a character in it, He's but they did not scan his entire body. They just scanned what? parts of him. What? But then they did scan the entirety of Mads Mikkelsen, who you might know from Star Wars Rogue One, or from oh, uh, yeah, even that part, or from yeah. even Casino the Royale. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if they scanned uh, if Guillermo del Toro's uh, Bungus or anything. I don't know if they went down in, in yeah, there. It was, it was head, hands, and Bungus. Yeah, uh, we know this is running on the the Decima engine, which is the same thing that Horizon Zero Dawn uses. Yep. Apparently, Guerrilla Games basically just gave Kojima the source code before they'd even have any meetings, and like, we just kind of like literally take they it. presented him with a wooden box, and inside was a USB stick that had their source really? code, and that was their like. Do with it what you want. That's wow. awesome. Yeah. Um, and of course, the trailer itself is the level of complete nonsense you would expect from a Kojima game. Mm-hmm. Uh, Del Toro is going through a big, stinky, crab filled kind of gulch, and he goes outside of a tunnel, and there's weird baby dolls floating around, and there's tanks going around covered in uh, viscera and squid parts, and there's yep. an upside down rainbow and World War II planes with umbilical cords on them, and then inside the tunnel, the baby floats on down. You get some cool synthesized music, and there. Is Mads Mikkelsen with some tactical gear on, and he's got a bunch of World War II paratroopers who are skeletons <laughs> attached to cords. Yeah, and he's bleeding from like oil from his eyes. It, what? It's so it's like so early that I wonder if, like, has this game even actually started? Like, are they now looking at these two trailers like, oh god, we have to fit these into a game somehow? What's happening? I think here? they're like, let's make some short films. Yeah, and like, I don't know if there's a gameplay yet. Like, like I just I I can't like I. Love these trailers as yep. like tone pieces and stuff, and, I, and the cast is obviously great with just those two guys alone. But like, man, like, is this a 2020 game? Like, what is this game? Like, they just picked this <laughs> engine, so now they're going to start production on this. Yeah. Like, it just I seems mean, so. Insane I mean, because I could take a bunch of scenes from Metal Gear Solid Five and cut them together to make this amazing tone piece, but like, that's a fraction of the joy I felt playing it. Yeah, yeah. Like, playing it was. Like, the systems mechanically in that game is one of the most impressive games I've ever played. Yeah, so I, mean, that, I just want to know where this is going. That's the thing with Kojima is everyone's like, he just he should make movies. But I'm like, but also his games are mechanically yeah. incredible. Totally. Yeah. It's not yeah, like once he starts working on them. Yeah, it's not, like, <laughs> it's not like his games are QTEs. Yeah. Uh, um, but yeah, he, I mean, I think it's safe to assume, given Horizon's engine, that this is going to be open world of some sorts. Yep. I don't think this is going to be linear I corridors. Think they've said, said that, it's, that pretty much. it's open world. world. It's open. Yeah, yeah, it's going to yeah. be it's going to be action based. Uh I think Kojima said something like this is based on his... You, you interviewed the guy. I did interview what, the what guy. Did he, what, what did he it? say? What's this game about? Uh, he was mostly talking about the engine. They really, okay. We really just wanted to focus on that. And then uh, he, I did ask. I was like, hey, are there going to be any other... Uh, like, Obviously, you have two AAA, you know, really well-known actors in this. Like, are you... Do you think going forward you're going to be casting other well-known people? And he sort of skirted the question, but he said, there will be a female protagonist in the game as well. Get um, out! Yeah. Okay. A girl. Uh, Beth Mickelson. <laughs> Nora Reedus. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, I just... I, I Cool trailer. The first one was cool. really wish he would not talk about this game for two years. I just, I, it's one of those like rare cases where I'm just like, I don't want to see more. Or at least when I do see more, I want it to be a game. Because at this point, like nothing, nothing we've seen mm-hmm. has been created as part of the so production of this I'm, game. I'm totally with you, and I've, I've said just as much on this show. Uh, that being said, I feel like this was a good sort of footnote to his Achievement Award that he received. Yeah. At the Video Game Awards, uh, which was basically a make good for the fact that Konami robbed him of his own accolades a year before. So I think it was like, 
yeah, I don't want to say anything for a while. If he shows up to every award show or every event for the next three months and he's just like, guess who it is? It's- I mean, that's what, he was at E3 when they announced this. Yep. He was at TGS. Now he's at PSX. And so yeah, I guess he hasn't right. missed a show yet. <laughs> like, that's what I mean. Like, do we need to see him at PAX East showing off more? Like, it's just let it go. Like, yeah. I, he should skip next E3. He's like, it's Jesse from Breaking Bad and he plays a skateboard. <laughs> yeah. like, stop it. Like, a year from now, I would love to check in and see where this game is. But I, yeah. I almost feel like at this point, you're creating weird expectations about what this game is. I mean, it might look nothing like this. So that's what I want to touch on is that what's really exciting about this is we have no idea what this game is about. We don't Hopefully know what he this does. <laughs> I mean, maybe he doesn't. Maybe this is legitimate <laughs> surrealism and he completely just taught like we are so used to games being like, oh, there's a hook. There's a twist. There's a thing that it is that you can define it by. But rarely do we get stuff that is just full blown meaningless nonsense for the sake of it. Like just I mean, Mario is that, surrealism. Yeah. 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 yeah, he jumps on mushrooms and he kills turtles, and there's a dinosaur that takes a princess away. Why? Yeah. Nobody ever asked that. I and we don't. They were making love. Maybe. I mean, sure, but like you know, why is why is uh, I why think there's different like, crabs. I, we in the Nintendo Switch trailer, we saw like a four second clip of what the new Mario game is looks like running, and I'm like, okay, I understand how I'm going to play that game. Mm-hmm. It's a 3D Mario game. I don't know if it's open world like Mario sure. 64 or if it's like level based like like 3d world with this one i'm still just like well i know you made these character models so i doubt it's a first person shooter uh it's not a shmup it's not a 2d beat-em-up maybe it is who knows i mean it's not it's not like the days when we would see like a kill zone trailer that looked incredible because mm-hmm. blur made it and then the game looks nothing like that right. like I, we know like we yeah. know your five is probably the best indicator of what this game will probably be like it'll come out on the ps5 in 2096 so it's you know <laughs> probably gonna look better than that but i do think that like we have some expectation that, yeah, it'll have a... Whatever they're doing with it, it'll probably look at least as good as Horizon. Okay, so, but I'm talking about just, like, subject matter. Mm-hmm. Like, we are... This is so completely just off the beaten path in terms of what we're used to. Like, right. with Metal Gear, that was the... I mean, we had Zone of the Enders. There was there was Snatcher. Yeah. There was Police Knots. But as far as, like, stuff that Kojima's been doing for the last 20 years that we were trying to track what happens next... Uh, we've always had some kind of an idea of where things are going sure. or where things are set. Yeah, with this Metal is, Gear, he's like he's, he's been coloring within the lines. He's been drawing whatever he wants inside them. Yeah. But yeah. You kind of know this is the franchise, right? This is what this is. Sure. It's going to be like a stealth action game. Open World was added to five, which was really cool. Um, with this one, I yeah, I like those crabs could be your wives, and Matt so. Mickelson could be like your health bar. I don't know. <laughs> he's, he doesn't have rules anymore. Yeah, right. He can do whatever he wants. Yeah. It's um, kind of. But awesome. I mean, the theories that people already have are, are nuts. There's thoughts that there's there's either time travel uh this is purgatory and everyone's just kind of stuck in 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 limbo here uh Kojima himself has talked about umbilical cords apparently there's I think it's a Kobo Abe play I believe that's his name uh Japanese playwright who also wrote the uh a play that involves a guy hiding in a box which was the inspiration for Metal Gear uh but he has some play where he talks about how the first thing that man invented was a, a stick because that keeps that or like keeps things away from you yeah but then the second thing they invented was a rope, and that brings things closer. And so he's like talking about umbilical cord, and it's like, okay, that's some game about rope. That is some high concept, but also <laughs> yeah. very simple stuff. Uh, people think it's the last baby on Earth. Uh, humans are sapping Earth's resources, and all the crabs and whales are dead. I think maybe it's about trying to wed the ocean life, but I might be wrong about that. But that's my theory. I really like the idea that Mads Mikkelsen's your health. <laughs> yeah. Also, I yeah, think the more I he said, bleeds, the more uh, the more you're bleeding. I think when I said PS5 is going to be out in 2096, that'd be like a 76 year run for that system. <laughs> yeah, so. you never know. I mean, the consoles are actually getting a little longer each time. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. The, the next firmware update is really just going to be hardware releases. Yeah, 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 like, great news. Good. The the PS 4.5.12179A. Uh, 
has oh, been released but in still North America. Your PSN name. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I like the I like the last baby on Earth, like children of men type of situation mm-hmm. there. That could be interesting. Um, I think what's going to really like what's going to make or break this game is how well it leans into absurdity and if it just is complete nonsense. Like, I mean, I do you guys play Evil Within? Mm-hmm. Like that game was complete nonsense yeah. by the second half, and they were just like, like the characters at the end of it were like, "Oh, what do we think of that?" And I was like, "What do you? Nothing. Like it's garbage. It's nonsense." And I was actually kind of pissed off at it because I was like, "Okay, there were some genuinely creepy moments here. It's a survival horror game, but like Resident Evil ends, and you're kind of like, well, they got out of the mansion and they stopped Wesker and the virus. Evil Within ended, and I was like." I don't know what we just did, yeah. but yeah. I hope that, that everyone's okay. So I, like, <laughs> I hope that this is like I, – I hope he can go nuts now that the gloves are off and he doesn't have anybody holding him back and Konami's not there you know, physically stopping him from entering the room like they in that uh, Jeff Keighley Glixel piece, which yeah. you should all read. Um, but I hope that there's like – this is somewhat grounded in, in something that isn't just pure abstract art. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or not? Maybe that'll be fun. Who I don't do know. I know? I'm very curious what the hell it is, and I'm yep. excited to hear more. I don't. I, I don't care. I'll I'll spin fan theories and and just go through a trailer like frame by frame. Like that's one of those things where it's part of the it's it's part of the the game for me is is just tracking it ahead of time. Did you see the thing where somebody stacked both trailers yeah. on top of each other? The baby they, it's so cut. weird. Yeah. yeah. So like we man, we tried that a hundred times this weekend. Like the one people are doing it with is like a cut version. Like and and we put a video up where it's synced. Like, I felt like an insane person because using the official versions of both trailers, it didn't quite sync perfectly unless yeah. you delay one of them. But it's still really cool. Well, Dude, I, put Dark- jo- I put Johnny Cash's Hurt to the Nintendo Switch trailer, yeah, yeah, and yeah. that synced up perfectly. Yep. Yeah. That I doesn't mean, always Dark mean Side anything. of the Moon yeah. goes perfect with Wizard of Oz if you're stoned. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's sometimes the only rules that need to be applied. <laughs> if it, I if swear it to God, man, it works perfect. <laughs> if it was intentional, if it is real, that's really cool, though. Because yeah. it, it does, like, when you sync them up right, it does look awesome seeing yep. the baby just, like, flip over the other side. Yeah. Love watching babies disappear. Uh, anyway, uh, PSX was a thing, and there were some big, big announcements. We got Uncharted, The Lost Legacy. This oh. is the standalone installment, which I believe is both digital and retail. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was were, you guys, were you guys playing the guessing game of like what franchise is this we, while that was well, happening? We went the full gamut. We were like, oh, oh, it's it's Tomb Raider. No, oh, Assassin's Creed. Oh, Prince of Persia. Oh, well, that was, The you know, weird like, thing was we had heard the night before The Last of Us 2 was going to get announced, so I was watching this entire trailer expecting it to be The Last of Us 2. I was like, a phone. how does she have a cell phone? Like, did they yeah. rebuild society? Like, uh, what, once they started. Uh, showing things like being bombed out and blown up, I was like, "This this looks almost like too modern for yeah. Uncharted, but too like also like too, or too crappy for Uncharted, but too good for The Last of Us." Yeah. yeah. Um, but I think once we saw, we were actually guessing Shadow of the Tomb Raider. That's, oh, yeah. That was my that was that was ours yeah. too. We went seriously. I think through probably half a dozen at least games, just then, trying to get Alpha Chicken. Yeah. 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 Well, it's it's weird too because like Chloe. Even seeing Chloe's face, like we haven't seen Chloe since Uncharted Three, so yeah. it's like, oh crap, yeah, yeah. It's funny with Shadow of the Tomb Raider too, because I feel like if that name hadn't leaked, that never would have been a guess, because that game's probably barely started. I yeah. would imagine, yeah. like, yeah. Uh, I think in terms of all the stories they could have told from the Uncharted universe, this is one of the most interesting ones. Yeah. Um, I feel almost a little fatigued on all the characters from 4. I think even every character from 4 kind of overstayed their welcome by the end. I think mm-hmm. except Nadine, because honestly, that's yeah. why I'm excited yeah. that it's yeah. Nadine. Like, I didn't want Sam. I didn't really want Sam and Sully's swashbuckling yeah. adventures. Well, because yeah. like, Sam's a not, liar. Like, yeah. you play through a whole... You already played through an entire part of Uncharted 4 that was not real. Yeah. Like, I would play through something in Uncharted... Uh, the DLC where it's like, and then I, I won a million dollars and made out with a hundred beautiful <laughs> I don't know. Women. That'd be kind of like, awesome. No, you didn't. Baron, Baron Munchausen. But That's it's a just new, like new a, game. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but I would love if going forward that before we get a proper Uncharted 5, if we do get every year and a half, mm-hmm. My Dog releases a short, like, five-hour standalone yep. thing that does focus on... Maybe 
maybe Nate's kid. Or that sounds well, they said it was, awesome. Awesome. They said it was longer than Left Behind DLC and shorter than the average Uncharted campaign. So I'm smarter than the average bear. Smarter than the average bear. Yeah. Uh, that, that that puts it probably at around I don't know anywhere between like probably like six hours. Six, you think so? Yeah. I would say like somewhere between three and five. Because the I mean that's left, about what Left Behind was. Left Behind was actually like less than two hours. I don't think that's true. Right. Like I mean, the maybe if you, if you it's suck really at video games. by the combat and stuff. Ooh, or bad. if you're playing on hard. Oh, oh he got you back. You did a one and he did a <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, Ashley Johnson's going to kick uh, my ass. <laughs> no, but like that, that was, I actually thought Left Behind was like the perfect length. Because like the, the combat in it, like I almost wanted it to be shorter with no combat because I'm a big pacifist dork who would always prefer that but i do think that like the uh i do think that that was a good balance whereas like even minerva's den which i love is like three times longer than it needs to be sure i mean i think everything's longer than it should be i for one i'm excited (laughs) about the the new lock picking mechanic Mm -hmm. i'm just kidding i'm really don't i it's good it'll be fine also it looks like it takes place in syria pakistan somewhere in the middle east something like that they also look like grown-up versions of the two main characters from left behind dlc which is kind of freaky maybe it's just like they they're well people are saying she's wearing a variant on riley's clothes in uh the last of us trailer so it's actually interesting you spoiled that we're not there yet i'm sorry but it would be cool to see them you know okay let's move on to the other the other (laughs) naughty dog announcement that came out of psx was of course the last of us part two which Mm -hmm. some of us were speculating about and uh some naughty dog devs actually kind of blurted out on a live stream at one point uh, this uh, trailer shows off a nice uh, rustic uh, road sign with a big firefly graffiti on it. And then Ellie and Joel are hanging out in this nasty cabin. And uh, Ellie's playing the guitar. She's got a tattoo. She's bleeding all She's bleeding. over the place. That mm-hmm. could be other people's blood, too. I'm definitely glad it was more because when they just showed the stop sign, I thought that was going to be the whole trailer at first. Me, too. And then it, when it, it cuts going. to her, I was like, mm-hmm. oh, that's awesome. They did yeah. warn that this is still very early in development. Yeah. And they said that this is, I, I think Troy said this is a tone piece. This is not a scene from the game. Yep. Yeah, this was actually apparently finished a while ago, too. Yeah. So uh, been uh, it syncs up perfectly with uh, what was, I think, leaked concept art that they tried to play off like oh no it's one of oh, our yeah. one of our artists internally just made fun fan Which art of a play, thing that you're paid to draw of yeah. yeah i photoshopped that to be a lilith fair flyer <laughs> i need to find that it's good <laughs> it's like come see the indigo girls yeah. and uh robin that's <laughs> awesome but we uh yeah we got some other news and theories throughout the weekend one is that uh, they match up some of the road signs and that they think it takes place uh, around seattle yeah somewhere in the pacific northwest um and then which is weird because uh, <clears throat> days gone takes place in portland is that where yeah you're no but also because Troy Baker played the main character in the last infamous game, which took place oh, in Seattle. Seattle. Yeah. yeah. Which is another Troy PlayStation Baker exclusive. Universe. Yeah. Ah, the TBCU. Um, yeah. And then during a panel at PSX, uh, they, Neil Druckmann was like, hey, we understand that a lot of people, us included, I feel like on the show, we're like, we don't need The Last of Us. Yeah. Like, it ends on such a perfect note. And then he was like, trust us. Like, put your trust in us. Oh, yeah. Like, if you've liked what we've done before, trust us yeah. that we're not trying to milk this. And I'm like, yeah. All right, you've yep. earned my trust. Yep. I totally got you. No, they, I mean, they have the last <clears throat> the last second game they made was Uncharted 2, which yeah. was amazing. <laughs> yeah. So mm-hmm. Just don't make know. a Jack 2. I don't like that game. Yeah, <laughs> I, like I, I boomeranged on this one because I was not – I was not. we had kind of heard rumblings about this the night before, um, and I was kind of worried. Like, I don't think we need this. Like, it feels – like, it sucks because this only really happens in video games. Like, you and I were talking about this, Marty, about how, like, they wouldn't make, like, Moby Dick 2 or, like, The Road 2. Yeah. Like, certain things – certain works of fiction are perfect standalone. And I think the ending of uh, the first one, I won't spoil in case – if you haven't played it, geez, man, get out there. Um <laughs> But it's it was sort of morally ambiguous and dark, and it's about antiheroes, and it's about like selfishness and greed over the good of the greater universe, and like these characters are flawed and miserable people, and there's something 
charming and endearing about leaving it on that kind of note. Yeah. And then picking it up again five years later, like part of me is bummed out because we're not going to see the actual maybe we will the immediate fallout of or the slow eventual gradual fallout of of the realization from these characters of understanding the gravity of what they've actually done yeah. to each other um but also five years later like i want to kind of see like how just messed up these people are like yeah. how many how many years in a row can you bash cauliflower people in the head with bricks before you lose your damn mind especially yeah. when you're going through puberty yeah. like that's messed up yeah. there's a lot of tension is, a lot yeah. of- I'm, I'm also like they're great characters yes. uh, I would so much rather see just new characters entirely in a yeah. different di- different situation like I don't know. Jump around like that's what I loved about um, ah, House like, of Pain. Ah, the House of Pain cinematic universe. <laughs> know, look at look at like twenty eight days later versus twenty eight weeks later. Yep. yep. I think that's a perfect format of how to do a sequel well, in that universe. It's totally. a bad show, but like Fear the Walking Dead is like a yeah. good example yeah. of like yeah. it's a, just a different. Yeah. Uh, I mean, you guys have a conversation that went up, yeah. uh, Marty and Brian from PSX, that I would recommend people watch because it's kind of going over all of this and, yeah. and just sort of like why it seemed like something we wouldn't want, but like I do trust them. So yeah, I, I agree. Like I said before on the show, I wanted that same thing of like, what's going on in Europe? Let's just have a game that takes place in Europe. And then when we saw uh, Ashley Johnson and then Troy Baker comes at the end, I'm like, oh, I miss these two. Yeah. Like, yeah. Totally, yeah. I and did totally you guys watch their panel? Yeah. Like, it's really impressive, especially um, it's a good mix of A, realizing that I love these two together. They're yeah. just phenomenal. And they've both been in the studio before doing doing our shows here. Yeah. They're just great, wonderful people, incredibly talented. Two, uh, the tech behind this game is incredible. Have you seen the mocap stuff yeah. they're doing? Yeah. Like, just in terms of like, they're, they're tracking just like like your your dimple quivering yeah. is now is now part of the game. Yeah. I don't know what that's going to add to the gameplay. Uh, I I, I kind of want to see where that goes, especially because Bruce Straley is not involved in this anymore. He was the gameplay yeah. director of the last. Yeah, game. he's on sabbatical. Yeah. So uh, instead, I mean, I, it, it really is like Naughty Dog has managed to get every millimeter out of that hardware that they can. Like they yeah. like every game looks better and better. And like the fact that like Uncharted three and Uncharted one came out in the same system is insane. So like seeing what they can do on a PS4 from the ground up version of this is oh, so totally. exciting. Yeah. Well and I feel like between them and Kojima it's a race to see who can get uh, the bungus first. That's true. Fully reali- a fully realized mocap bungus. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna make a pretty safe call right now that neither of the main characters in The Last of Us Two will survive to the end. Or so, at least at least one. Will I mean, die. There's, so, there's a theory that Joel's dead. And yeah, that there's this a, is her yeah. dealing with that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, if and that's so a, what, if that's a spoiler, a congratulations. Yeah. This isn't a game yet, so we're just speculating. Uh, oh, also, is, and then the thing you mentioned that I, uh, I yelled at you about the costume. What she's wearing. Oh, yeah. People are saying, uh, like, at least in this, she's wearing something really similar to what Riley wears in Last of Us. Left it's Honor. like yeah. the same jean shirt and might even be hers which is like really messed up that's That's the other thing i mean she's dealing with the loss of the universe and loss of the first person she's ever been in love with and you don't wear your ex's clothes god no i don't know none of my exes were ever killed by cauliflower people (laughs) yeah some of them should we also mentioned that uh this time around the game is being co-written by uh someone who wrote westworld yeah yeah yeah, one of the uh one of the writers on this season westworld yeah which is really cool yeah i looked at like her other credits like she seems awesome so yeah that's really cool somebody Um, was tweeting at her being like this is your first video game Uh uh-oh like what (laughs) okay you know like i think she'll be okay yeah if she's a writer you can just be a writer yeah you can just write yeah like it's not like she's like she's more if the controls are bad that's not her fault <laughs> um knack two it's back i played it for an hour yeah all right <laughs> Wait, how do, can we put an edit of a tumble <laughs> no, no, no. i'm actually I'm, I'm actually excited about this yeah, yeah me, me too yeah the the 
I'll go as fast as I can because it's knack. Basically, the first game is a glorified tech demo. Yeah. I think, honestly, I, I never even, I don't think I finished it because it gets bizarrely hard toward the end because knack can only take like three hits. So you're just dying constantly. Yeah, it uh, does. This game fixed a lot of the complaints. Like, it's not nearly as linear. They actually have, um, if you pick easy as opposed to medium or hard, it literally, literally physically is an easier path. And if you pick medium or hard, you can see what the easy path would be, like, off to the distance. And instead, you're just doing some more complicated oh, platforming. Um, you can switch at, on command whenever you want. You can get bigger, smaller. Uh, there's actually a pretty robust move set and a skill tree to upgrade every single move that you can get. And then with co-op, if I'm playing with you, like one of the abilities, like a multi-punch, if if you're my co-op partner and I stand behind you while I do it, it actually becomes a machine gun where I'm taking the pieces of your knack and like firing them at other oh, enemies. That's cool. Like so, they had all kind, you can um, do a. Uh, like body slam like a ground pound kind of thing if i do that on top of your character you detonate and it's like an area of effect attack like every attack single is kind of um magnified if you do it with a co-op partner so. did you get to play co-op at all i did i played co-op with mark cerny which <laughs> is a really weird way to play this game because like every time i died i could see him like <sighs> like i mean like he definitely like is very good at this we're game, like obviously. sorry mark cerny i didn't work on this game yes, with I mean, you exactly sorry mark cerny i didn't create marble madness <laughs> well, like, i was like very nervous playing a video game with mark cerny because i'm like oh man he can definitely, tell definitely every... judge me right now it's like yeah it's like he's in the matrix and he can see like the source code of every screwed yep. up yeah. jump i feel in, like, like you're hurting can... my voxels how dare you <laughs> <laughs> i feel like he can do that just like in a starbucks or something yeah that's, yeah, that's, that's a true. brilliant man no. but yeah the game's like uh it, it feels like a game and i like I, I wrote a preview that you can read in ign but uh basically like, i don't think they're gonna reinvent the platform where this isn't going to be like the be all and end all of that genre but i do think it it is just kind of what they probably set out to do the first time yeah, yeah. Well, like do, the, the first game was like a six out of ten right yeah. and if this one's in a 7.5 or an eight like i think that's a totally serviceable entry in the playstation's yeah, yeah, yeah it's more like, of an actual platform we've, yeah. Yeah. we've talked about this on the show too but like there's a kind of a kind of a lack of good all all ages games yeah. Yeah. like gamers like, really. are getting older and we're, we're getting more and more stuff like you know like last of us too but like i was about to say the three things we just mentioned like yeah. you don't want to play with your like four-year-old yeah, yeah exactly no. and this is something like it, it is really nice because like you can have you can help your like your you can warp to the other co-op partner whatever you want so it's like yeah you really could like play with like your little brother or your, right. your kid or whatever yeah. and i like with you know ratchet and clank early this year is one of the most gorgeous games on the console mm-hmm. i totally. feel like this game running on a pro is gonna be just as gorgeous well that's the thing like mark cerny used the original game as sort of a way to flex the muscle of the ps4 yeah. and if you can do that with the pro it like that sounds that's awesome. really cool yeah. like yeah i mean i, I don't know I, I demoed the original knack at e3 2013 and i said the same thing i was like oh cool a platformer it's colorful it'll be fun and then when the game came out it was more of a brawler than a platformer it's kind yeah. of a slog i think you said i think i'm learning from their mistakes this is yeah. gonna be ac2 to ac1 yeah, i hope they get I rid of so. all the scenes where you're running towards the camera and something's chasing all you. the crash bandicoot the, i hate that yeah. in every video game yeah, yeah. it, it, it has these cool like collectible rooms there's a hundred of them hidden throughout the world where you are have they randomized to, because no. they were in the, the collectibles were randomized in the first place. Yeah, I was just talking to Jared Petty about this before the show about he wrote the guide and he hates that game because well, of that's that. what I'm saying. Like literally every piece of feedback I've ever heard from anyone about this game, they seem to have tried to address. Right. So basically, they know people hated how linear it was. So now there's like a, that kind of option to do the linear path if you're playing on easy, but there is a more challenging route. And like for collectibles, there are now these hundred hidden rooms, and you can only find them a small knack, and they're like actually pretty tough to spot. And you switch to small. There's like a little platforming area. You get to one, and you open a box, and inside 
inside the box you have like a collectible that you can then use to like you have to collect three pieces to build a certain kind of gun or a certain kind of bomb or whatever yep. it is and like they're just smart about it it's also like you can see what your friends picked up if they've accessed the same room so oh, it'll nice. show you like oh marty took the bomb and so i can be like hey marty did you like the bomb or should i go with this other thing that's cool i'm also talking about guns and bombs as though those are weapons oh, and knacks or not i think it's it's pretty amazing that this was like a running joke amongst playstation fans since launch and yeah. we sort of willed this into existence yeah. by repeating it so many times that now it's here you know it's like candy man yeah <laughs> um no i think i think like we we make fun of it but i think this will be a fine game yep uh i think that i hope so I order really 1886 do. will be would be will be cool too i mean they yep. might not be total totally groundbreaking but like remember the first uncharted compared to uncharted 2 yeah, yeah. yeah. seriously totally. that game, that game was the first song. one the first one was fine but it was Apple's also like beat, though. yeah yeah um yeah. Anyway, uh, we're also getting Parappa the Rapper's 20th anniversary. I got to see this this game running in HD because the demo was just put out. Uh, if you're curious, go check that out. It's on it's on PSN. Uh, that game looks gorgeous, yep. all modernized. Mm-hmm. It still plays kind of remedially. Yeah. So it's yeah. kind of like an iOS game, Re- revisiting it. And like yep. Obviously, at the time, that wasn't a thing. But like revisiting it is harder than I thought it would be. Like yeah. I, I only played a little bit, but uh, I was less taken with it than i wanted to be i mean so, it was i think that was one of the first rhythm games to come to the west yeah seriously yeah, it was. like um, definitely and it sort of shows like uh sony did a great job i thought at the conference of paying homage to some of their forgotten classics yeah. we had uh parappa we had wipeout we had loco roco we had uh patapon and then even like with the crash remastered uh it was sort of like hey you guys have stuck with us for the past 20 years we're bringing back some of these things some of these things like crash are complete remasters some of this is just sort of hd yeah. remakes um but I think with some of them, the age shows if they don't fix the gameplay. Like, uh, I think with Crash and uh, uh, Parappa and even Wipeout especially, like, those three genres uh, have grown so much in the last two decades and, and grown in positive ways. Like, yeah. they've been uh, refined. Rhythm genres have become more complicated. Uh, the platformers, they've learned how to move in a 3D space. Uh, whereas going back to those mechanics is a little bit like, ooh. Like, yeah. yeah, and it's, it's, it's tough when you do a remaster, right? Because yeah. you're like, how much do you really want to mess with this? Like you could go in and fine tune it and you can tweak it and you can change all these things. You can add additional levels and you can basically like George Lucas the hell out of it. Or you can just leave it as is and then preserve it for for posterity for all of time. But I think like it's it's. It, there's a tough balance there, right? Because I know that like a lot of these games, I like the idea of them existing. I like the idea of younger generations finding them. Yeah. I like the idea of being able to turn on my PS4 and being like, some of my favorite PlayStation 1 classics are here. here. Yeah. Uh, will I actually play them for a long time? That's a different story. Yeah. I will say they were running on um, these like 70-inch Sony 4K TVs. Oh, they were gorgeous. And they're some of the most beautiful things I've yeah. ever seen yeah. on a PS4. Yeah. It's like stunning to see like Parappa the Rapper in 4K yeah. on a PS4 Pro. Mm-hmm. You're like... All of this power is being put behind this yeah. little puppet show. Yeah, same thing with uh, uh, Loco Roco and, yeah. and Patapon, which I think those two are going to end up holding up better just because, I mean, obviously they're newer. Yeah, than totally. Ones, yeah. And those genres haven't really been pushed that far. Those games are still sort of singular in terms of what they do. Yep. Yeah, they only had uh, Parappa and Loco Roco at PSX. I, I didn't and see Wipe Patapon it. Oh, yeah. no, pa- uh, no yeah. Patapon was just yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. the show. Loco Roco is kind of like a, it's kinda like a 2D Katamari, isn't it? A little bit, yeah, yeah. yeah. Same, yeah. yeah. Same, same devs? Yeah, it's a little yeah. more platforming. Uh, no, no. Okay, no? Yeah. okay. Um, yeah, I just remember that was one of those ones, uh, I think it was, I think it was after I had a PSP, but like some guy in my, at my art school had it, and it was like, that had come out in the mm-hmm. interim, and he was like playing it, I'm like, what What happened? Like, yeah. what, what got, like, I, I was playing like, 
you know, Vice City stories on that. Yeah. Like, what, yeah. what? How did you? It get, was kind of cool. How did you I, get the drugs in there? <laughs> I think it was like when when PlayStation was sort of like, hey, like we're not just like gritty, realistic racing games yeah. and mature fighting games and stuff like that. Like, we can be a little Nintendo, Sega, yeah. Taito, like classic Winsley. arcade. Yeah, totally. yeah. yeah. yeah there's still that now. I mean, like, this actually, uh, the modern game reminds me most of it's probably Hohokam, honestly. Yeah. Yeah. Like, honestly. It, it feels, yes. like, yeah. there's, it's really cool that, like, the legacy they set out back then, like, even on PSP, but also, especially on PS1 with games like Parappa, like, there are these weird games that kind of set the tone for what PlayStation is. And yeah. it, it stuff isn't like sound shapes. Just, and... Exactly, yeah. yeah. I like, mean, I think that continues into today. I think Parappa's, it, I really would love it if Parappa got some kind of a, a reboot, like, bring it back, whatever. What was, like, uh, a gritty 8 Mile kind of I thing? really want 8 Mile with Parappa. <laughs> yeah. Like, just reenact that whole thing. You, yeah. you I was saying I wanted bang it. Bang Sunny Funny in the foundry <laughs> where you work making mufflers or whatever. I want it in the Bloodborne engine. Where Walk he's just like a full adult oh man dog. Uh, Zach Ryan, who's one of our producers here at IGN that worked PSX with us, I, he was a, there was a Parappa the Rapper like costume guy walking the show floor who worked for Sony. Uh, and I got a picture with him, and so did Zach. And we were looking at our pictures afterwards, and Zach was like, did they make him like more of a dog? <laughs> and I was like, what do you mean? He's like, I think he's becoming like less of a boy and more dog-like. And I'm like, that's really odd. Like, I think like they're leaning into this new character design of him. I think if he does come back, because they have this full costume now, so... I know what a 3D rendered Parappa the Rapper looks like, sort of, but this is a weird conversation. But I think he's becoming more of a dog. It's like how they get, got rid of Fat Pikachu and Fat Sonic. Yeah. Like, I want Fat Pikachu like, and Fat yeah. Sonic. Yeah. I, want I, don't fat, want, I want Fat Parappa. I don't I want do Boy Parappa. I don't want Sexy Pikachu anymore. Like Big Pun or Fat Joe? <laughs> exactly. Yes, exactly like that. I just want Notorious retold with Parappa. He's <laughs> like, uh, yeah. Um, God, yeah. No, I was. I, I, I used to love this game. My, my whole thing with it was... Uh, I remember seeing ads for it like right when the when the PlayStation first came out, mm-hmm. and I'd be watching MTV, and I'm like, yeah, I'm kind of like trying to get more into music and stuff, and like you know, video games are they're still cool, but like I, suddenly there's all these like you know older kid, big kid, sixth grader nonsense to pay attention to, and they were showing ads on MTV for Parappa, and it was like that, and like I don't know Shenmue, and uh, God only knows what, but like mm-hmm. uh, I remember just seeing the ads and being like, I don't know what this game is. Yeah. And somehow I took away that it was a game where you were making music videos with cartoon characters. Oh. Which honestly that's kind of that's like that's what the the Spice Girls game was. That was also yeah. like a remedial rhythm game. Like it wasn't it wasn't something that was unheard of at the Did time. Did your friend have a Sega CD? Uh, I don't think so. Because that was like it was like half the games in Sega That's CD, right. like yeah. crisscross music video. Like, I think I'd heard about that. Yeah. Like, I heard Kidman that there were video simulator. Yep. Maybe I like yeah. asked somebody and they were like, "That's what Parap was about." And I was like, "Oh, okay, fine." And my friend got it. And then at that point, like I didn't know the buttons. Mm-hmm. Like, I didn't play enough. Like I was just, I was like, I still looked at the keyboard to type. You know, yeah. like it was just one of those things I hadn't developed that much. But I remember trying to play it and just be like. Kick, 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 punch, 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 and I'm like, I don't know how to play this game. I don't like it. Um, so like now, even going back, I think I'd, I think I'd be better at it, but I still yeah. suck at any kind of rhythm related anything. It's stuff. Tough. I just, I love that universe though. Like Alana was yeah. asking, like, what's the, what's, what's this game about? And I'm like, you're a dog, and you're trying to score with this flower. Yeah, yeah. and you got to learn to drive. You got to learn karate. You got to learn karate so you can fight bullies, but you got to learn karate from an onion. You and also got to take a dunk, but you got to wait in line to yeah. take that dunk. She yeah. thought I was lying at that point. I'm oh, like, yeah. no, that's no. actually a thing. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, Parappa the Rappa, wonderfully, uh, wonderful lore in yep. that universe. Uh... There's a note here, real quick. Edith Finch rules. Yeah, yeah. yeah one rules. Like, a couple of really quick PSX things. Who's that? Yeah. Your girlfriend. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Marty and I took I love a, you, Edith. <laughs> Marty and I took a demo at PSX for uh, what became of Edith. Or what remains? Of what Edith remains? Finch, of which is uh, Edith Finch. Giant Sparrow, who uh, made the Unfinished Swan. One of my favorite. Next game. Sort of indie games yeah. that came, come to PlayStation the last few years. It's a first-person game. You're you're in this family's house. It's sort of a spooky house. Think on home. But the whole thing is, every time a member of the family dies, they rope off that room and sort of 
preserve it as is. Um, and so you're going through like four or five generations and the family's cursed and so people keep dying and you're exploring their rooms and then you get these short vignettes of how they yeah. died and they're all surreal and they're dipping into magical realism. It's got this sort of like haunted Winchester mansion feel yeah. to it. There's um, like secret passages. But and, So we actually, like I want to talk about this real quick because the, uh, do you remember what's the, the Ian, Ian Dallas. Ian, Ian Dallas. Dallas, I'm sorry, forget his name. Uh, creator of this game and creator of uh, Unfinished Swan. We very just awesome just down to earth very honest guy and we just had a very funny conversation with him sort of about like how what inspired this game and he talked about one of the big inspirations for it was saturday night live he was like well yeah like when you watch saturday night live like there's like 12 different sketches and they're all like three or four minutes long and they don't really overstay their welcome and they're a bunch of short stories and they kind of culminate at the end with like a bunch of people hanging out but they're really like all on their own, yeah. independent. And he's like, and those <clears throat> things don't work on their own, like the It's Pat movie or yeah. the Ladies Man movie don't yeah. work. But as skits, they're fun. So uh, we made an SNL reference, and then I was talking about, uh, I was like, well, I noticed there's a lot of like revolving doors and hidden traps and places and tunnels like that in your house. Like, was Webster <laughs> an inspiration for you? And he's like, actually, yeah, we were going with more of like a Webster and less of like an Anne Frank type of thing. And I was like, this is a great interview. Like, this is really fun. Yeah, I totally wasn't expecting the But it's really cool. Like, like, you go into like, uh, you go into a room, right? And there's like two beds in there. And it's like twin boys used to live here. Uh, one of them died and the other one kept I call staying. those double dudes where I come double from. Double dudes. And uh, one, of them, one of them died because he was just like, he went out in the swing set in the backyard and was like, I'm I'm going to go – I'm going to do a full loop. And his brother's like, you can't. And he's like, well, just because you, you said I can't, I'm going to try. And Marty locks in, sits down this in the first swing. First person. First person. And he starts swinging. And you just see this kid going back and forth over this cliff side. And he goes – flips finally over it. And it's like three minutes long of just yeah. like uh, – my hands were yes. sweaty. It was I, intense. Yeah. And the thing flips over and the boy flies out and dies. And that's the end of his story. And then you're like, okay – Wow! Bye, and then yeah. you crawl into so, the next room. I saw this in the in the trailer they showed, and the first thing I, I didn't <laughs> recognize it. I've, I've heard of this game, but I feel like it looked entirely different the last yeah. time I saw it. Yeah, it looks uh, a lot better than when I played it. This looks like it looks like it's made for VR a little bit. Is so it, they, they actually doing... did some experiments with that, but VR is pretty tough when it comes to like full three sixty movement in a house. I think that like. We're, the thing is with like, VR, I would have vomited if I played that swing set thing. Yeah, yeah that's what yeah, I was thinking. Yeah. Is I just want I want virtual reality swing set because if I go to the park and actually get on there as an adult man, I yeah, look like an a, amber I look like a real. Like, yeah. I wonder if they could do like a uh, like a abbreviated experience, maybe. like you maybe see just one of the rooms. Yeah, or four yeah. Of the, the problem with VR is that a lot of people uh, they don't. It's it's really tough to make it for everybody, right? Like yeah. if you if you make a version of a game that's like that has full three sixty movement, somebody like me might be able to handle it because I play a lot of VR stuff. But somebody who's never played it before will get sick by it and then write the worst review ever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's kind of tough. As is right now, like, I'd like to see some of it in VR. I wish they did, like, a VR section. I'd like yeah. to see these guys do a dedicated VR game. But yeah. on its own, I'm really impressed with this so yeah. far. At the very least, I think that the vignette approach is really smart. Yeah. And I'm, yep. I'm so happy to hear that someone's doing that and, yep. and cares about that. Totally. Because yeah, they said they're still trying to figure out the ending. And I suggested, why don't you just have everybody come out on stage and they play the saxophone music and they hug, like, the end of SNL. Yeah. I don't think he's going to do that. Uh, uh, really quick, the other two <laughs> things I like uh, were just mm-hmm. ukulele, which obviously I talked about a thousand yep. times. We got to play it. It's big, colorful. It's fun. I can't wait. Uh, and then, <laughs> just like you. Uh, oh, well, thanks, man. You could we wait. found a cool thing in ukulele where there's arcade cabinets. Yeah. Uh, and there's a snake named Trouser. There's a snake named Trouser Snake, and it's <laughs> the really gross. Thing was I know the way you're thinking, Max, but uh, tell me how you think this snake wears pants. Does, is there one leg of the pant that he goes in? No, he no it's actually legs. not really a lowly worm situation. I was going to talk to you about this. This is one of the biggest scoops from PSX. His leg goes into one leg, or his body goes into one leg, and his tail comes back out the other. So underneath the pant legs, where like his legs would be, there's just like a loop. <laughs> 
So he's like a weird pipe. He's like well, a U like he's like wearing a, jorts. <laughs> that's really, really strange. <laughs> like the letter U, not like you wearing not yeah, wearing yeah. jorts. I don't wear jorts. That's so sad. Yeah. In yeah. Both Man, that's very uh, strange. Yeah. Then what did you get to play? Uh, oh, I played Vane, which is uh, it's by this company called Friend and Foe Games, uh, which has uh, actually an artist from uh, The Last Guardian yeah. is the art director on it. And they have a bunch of people from Gorilla and PopCap and Avalanche and all these other big studios. But the section we played, you're playing as a bird and you're flying over the <laughs> desert. And it was just There's super an actual beautiful. call button. There's yeah. a call button. Yeah, I wrote Press about X it. Um, Can you upgrade it to Scraw? Or? <laughs> we'll find out. Uh, I, I have a preview up with more details on it. Uh, but just basically, like, it's just a beautiful game and i want to know more they were being so vague the trailer shows all these sections where you're playing as a man and it seems you can transform into the board back the bird back and forth so curious to see more of that um i played persona 5 in english which there will be some thoughts this week about that and how that kind of uh translated to playing it on, i really um, loved your your story about that by the way because you said you played through the entire game and you kind of like in inserted your own narrative into a lot of it because you didn't know what was going on and then you kind of realized the weight and kind of depth of a lot of the situation you put 80 hours in japanese yeah and then 20 minutes in english and you're like oh well that's what that's about yeah Yeah. Yeah. it's like i'm gonna i'm writing about it now i'm like halfway through i'll post it this week but it's like basically just been a really weird experience playing this game it's like playing game on mute like i keep relating it to bioshock and how it's like the andrew ryan moment if you didn't understand would you kindly but you can obviously still tell that he's been beaten to death yeah uh it's situations like that it reminds me a lot of like when i was a kid i got a lot of like hand-me-down action figures and stuff from like friends and neighbors and cousins and stuff and like didn't know what universes they were from so i just created stories for them and then you find out the real thing and you're like oh well, that's better than mine. Or oh man, that's stupid. Mine yeah. was way better. Um, but yeah, we'll just have check out Jan. We'll have a bunch of uh, follow up PSX stuff. Um, yep. I want to give a shout out to uh, Rahul and Danny and Christian for giving me PSX cards. We actually got a full oh, yeah. deck that Alana unboxed. Uh, so there will be an unboxing video of the full deck of collectible cards from PSX, yeah. which are just really cool. They have like very pretty art from yeah. all the big yeah. games there, and um, it follows up on what they did last year. It's actually cool because they're all numbered, so this is all like a recurring sequence. Yeah. So yeah, I'll cool that's there. really one of the cool parts of psx it's something yeah. that I, I i can't partake in because we're we're busy doing our other thing but the, the fact that like fans can show up there and go to each booth and collect a different card and then they're selling binders in the store this yep. year like it's just really cool i love that aspect because i think it gets people playing stuff they would never try to begin yep. with um so ostensibly it's a scavenger like, hunt yeah yeah, yeah exactly it's, it's gamifying the an event I mean, yeah. yeah i think they do that a little bit with uh, with pins at, at packs but yeah this, this feels a lot uh, they actually did it with an app. Yeah. Uh, there was like a sort of companion app to the show this year uh, that logged, plugged into your PSN account and gave you free themes and like access to giveaways by scanning your ID badge at certain uh, places. Yeah, like they had things really cool. like that's neat. It's, yeah. it's, it's, it's like for the audience that loves trophies and stuff like that. I mean, like yeah. it's perfect. That is, that is the awesome. thing. Is like yeah. PSX is a show for this audience. And yeah. if, wherever it is next year, please. I hope it's not Anaheim. Uh, <laughs> if you can make it, I was just coming because yep. not only was it just incredible being able to see yep. hundreds of people who came up and, and introduced themselves and said yep. they were fans of the show, but it's just a place where it's like, oh, everyone in this room has the exact same interest. Like, yes, we're all totally. like broken in the exact same way and love the exact same I thought, thing. And that was the, the last really quick thing I wanted to give a shout out to was just the, the Podcast Beyond Facebook group. The admins there organized oh, this God, awesome yeah. meet and greet that, uh, that Brian and I were able to go to mm-hmm. on Friday night. Um, and it was just really cool seeing everybody. I, I felt bad that we couldn't see every single person there, but like such a cool thing um 
just in general, the kind of funny community had an awesome meet and greet there yep. too. Like yep. there were just so many. Like it, it, you're totally right. It felt so unified, and it yep. did feel like everybody was just together. Yeah, if you're in the podcast beyond Facebook group, which you should be, uh, and you're like, man, this is a really good group. Like they run a tight ship over here. Thank the moderators in yeah. that group because yeah. they're yeah. phenomenal at what they do. They put together a great event uh, for us at an arcade. We went and hung out for a few hours. They had prizes and giveaways and just genuine, warm, awesome people that make this job the the best thing I could ever yeah. do. Yep. Yeah. So no, thank you guys so much. That is Seriously. the that is the opposite of reading crappy comments online. Yeah. Meeting, yeah. meeting people who care. And yeah. so yeah. you know, thank everybody for being there. I'm, I'm bummed I couldn't be there. I was, Real salty about that. We'll get that. you next time. Yeah. Yep. Um, finally, it is time for What VR Playing, the number one Dracula virtual reality show. <laughs> yeah. So uh, we, I've been playing a ton of stuff on PSVR at home that's come out in the last few weeks, and I'll have more details on that very soon. But I wanted to mostly focus on the stuff from PSX. So yeah, this is more of a what VR going to be playing yeah. soon. This one, first one I want to ask you about specifically. <laughs> yeah. uh, this was the game we saw very momentarily uh, during the kind of sizzle reel of, of VR stuff. Yep. It had cowboys and dinosaurs and you put the cowboys up with your little fingers and you put them in the dinosaurs' backs and they ride around together. Yep. This uh, is called Dino Frontier. It's made by Uber Games. Um, the same guys that made Wayward Sky which is one of my favorite games on, on PSVR. Uh, there wasn't like in general I would say that uh, it was sort of a quiet effort for PSVR in terms of PSX. I really wanted a lot more like oomph. I wanted to know what the next six months to a year are going to look like. We got some stuff like Resident Evil. We got some other stuff that has like, you know, VR modes here and there. But I really wanted to get to figure out what the next big things are. But I think what PSVR, PSVR fans need to keep understanding is that this is a system that you're going to get some really cool, interesting games every few weeks. You just have to know where to look. I don't think we're going to get big AAA games on this thing all the time. But if you start digging around a little bit, you'll find some cool stuff. Uh, I got to play Dino Frontier, which is awesome. It's... um. Basically, a tabletop game slash uh, sort of town building simulator about this weird little like canyon frontier town full of cowboys and dinosaurs. Uh, and at first, I was like, well, "How do they interact?" And then I started realizing one of the first things you have to do in the game is there's a t- there's a triceratops and he's down, and you kill him for meat. And I'm like, "Okay, well that's." one thing you can do to the dinosaurs. You can also ride them, and you can also fight them. Now, the cool thing about this is that you're using move controllers, and you have these two big hands that can sort of like an iPad, like picture looking at a photo on iPad. You can kind of shrink it, scale yeah. it, stretch it, pinch rotate it, pinch yeah. the zoom. You can do that with this huge tabletop, and it feels like there's all these little like toys running around on this table in front of you. Max, you're going to love this thing. This, this honestly sounds like yeah. my, my perfect game. And it's like <laughs> so relaxed. It's so calm. It's not stressful. Uh, I talked to the devs about the game Tethered, which I I also played recently, um, which I liked a lot, but a lot of that game relied on head tracking. This feels so much more tangible. And if you've ever seen Wayward Sky, you'll understand how well third person stuff like that works. So basically micromanaging, I had to build like a little uh, like hardware store. And then I had to build a place where they like build weapons and create like merchants and uh, a place to store like goods and foods and stuff like that. Uh, Eventually, I took a bunch of guys. I trained them to ride raptors and I sent them in a battle against a T-Rex. And I could pick up one of the little cowboys. I could dangle him over a t-rex's mouth drop it in there and kill him or i could also pick up like one of the other guys and put him out into the world to start chopping down trees to bring back resources so i'm like looking around this table and i have all these different guys doing all this little things for me and my town is starting to build they sign it kind of fast forward and they're like this is what your town's gonna look like when it's like a little more fleshed out and it's just like it's like having a model train set in front of you like all these different things are happening it's all lit up it's all beautiful um and i just love the humor the art direction it's all it's just that very like warm feeling game so keep this on your radar it's called dino frontier uh probably i would say mid late 
late 2017. Yeah. It's, it's a while out. Yeah, a lot of they these games really, are a while They kind of just started making this game. Mm-hmm. So it was kind of cool to get team. such a, a very small team. I think seven people yeah. are working on it. Um, so it was cool to sort of get an early crack of this thing and give it a yeah. shot. That's what PSX is all about. Yeah, real quick. Um, did you have to leave? The 332. Uh, stick around. We're almost done. Okay. okay. Oh, yeah. Real uh, quick. Marty, got Psychonauts. Psychonauts. Oh, my God, Psychonauts. Promise of Ruin. Uh, that is the sort of VR link between Psychonauts 1 and the upcoming Psychonauts 2. Uh, it is a first-person node-based uh, adventure game, point-and-click adventure games. Node-based, but it make like in... Uh, arkham vr how you're not physically moving around the world but you're sort of like i'll, I'll go there i'll go there uh, and it all makes sense because you're using your telekinesis and you're using your clairvoyance so you're hopping into characters eyes and viewing the world through there uh really smart fun adventure game puzzles uh the writing's great all the actors are back uh i it uh, Psychonauts is one of my favorite 3D platformers of all time, and so the idea of coming back to these characters and then getting Psychonauts 2 all seems cool. And that's coming, uh, I think, first half of 2017. Yep. Cool. Uh, finally, Starblood Arena, which is one of the big uh, sort of exclusive new games they announced for PSVR. Um, I was a little wary of it because I'm kind of like, I've played enough like sort of uh, Eve slash Rigs. It just looks slash, like Rigs. It just looks like another like, one of those with games, With like right? DreamWorks avatar pilots. Yeah, so then I tried it out, and I'm like, this is actually one of the most comfortable PSVR games I've played yet in terms of full 360 movement. Like, you look at the trailer for that thing and you're like, I'm going to puke in my helmet. And I actually tried it out. They said that they spent a year working on head tracking for aiming in that game to make sure that, like, it's just incredibly comfortable. I jumped in and was just, like, speeding up, slowing down, full-on deathmatch, like, fighting a bunch of different enemies. They just kind of dropped me in a battle. Uh, it's going to have, like, a pretty robust single-player campaign where you can unlock stuff for the for the multiplayer mode. Um, just a cool game. Uh, keep it on your radar. Even if you're not really into first-person stuff or space stuff, like, I think it all comes together pretty well. And finally, quick shout-out to uh, the Resident Evil demo, which is available right now. They just patched it for VR. It's terrifying it's so i've played through this demo like three times already i found it pretty lackluster honestly in vr it's it's terrifying like it it gives you that sort of like alien isolation feeling of being like something is like i don't want to move i don't want to breathe it's going to hear me uh and last but not least battlefront vr just launched today it's free for anyone who has a base version of the game you don't even need the season pass that game's been going for like seven bucks recently what's wrong yes take a donkey I just want to. I want to play Star Wars. In VR. I know. I know. I know. Uh, well, you should work at IGN. <laughs> you can. You can go do that at work. Um, I played I through the full demo. Those hats. I played through the full demo at PS, PSX. Uh, shout out to John and the rest of the team at Criterion. They knocked it out the park with this thing. Uh, they got Alan Tudyk to actually record VO for K two S O, and he is sort of like you're protecting this U wing ship throughout the entire thing. Um, there's two different protagonists you can play as a male or a female and they recorded vo for each one it's just this like really awesome quick like it almost feels like star tours or something yeah. like that <laughs> nice where like you go you start off you can see the belly of an adat and then you get into the ship and you go off into space you go through an um, asteroid field and then you're in a space battle and you take down a star destroyer i'm so excited because we played this at gamescom before a lot of that was in yeah they added so a ton like, of stuff uh, the full wait. version that i played a few days ago is actually like 20 something minutes long and it, like the single player stuff that's in battlefront already the challenge based stuff there's actually a bunch of like little criteria you can go in to like get a certain amount of kills or do oh, yeah. certain things to unlock other stuff so, so yeah, yeah i think you'll be able to play as a u-wing i'm not even sure but it looks like there's a lot of stuff in there um last but not least i clicked the button inside my x-wing that pulled up my like luke skywalker a new hope targeted computer that was just like hovering in front of me it's so damn cool like yeah this thing's exactly what i want from vr right so and it's free go get it check it out that is what you are going to that is VR what vr play. playing oh, this week i get what it vr will be playing soon. cool 
Well, that is our show for you yeah. today. Uh, this week, again, head over to the Facebook group. That's facebook.com slash groups slash podcast beyond. And check out our YouTube channel, which is youtube.com slash IGN beyond. Yeah. We also uh, have, uh, you and I are doing a Let's Play series called Welcome to Skyrim. It is yeah. very, very stupid. I've never uh, played Skyrim. And you still it. haven't because I've been hogging the controller because I'm a Skyrim expert. I'm going to take it back. I'm going to break your fingers. Don't do that. Uh, if you then, do, I'll eat a whole bunch of apples and cheese wheels and they'll heal up just fine. That's, uh, that's on the main IGN yeah. thing. You can just find a playlist for that. Uh, the thumbnails are all stupid and have pictures of Harry Potter and uh, uh, horses on them and stuff. Yeah, the big two. And then I also, uh, Alana and I just started a series where we're playing through Mass Effect because I also have to play Mass Effect. Yeah, and I, somehow like, you I don't work know how here. I got a job. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You, you hoodwinked a bunch of people. I've never like, played Minecraft either. Maybe we could do one of those. Yeah, we yeah. can do that. Okay. Yeah, so wait, I've, never played, I've never played Mario. <laughs> I love this. Is all the, like you're basically getting you're getting paid for on the job training for Great. stuff that you should have known before Great. you got here. Yeah. Hoodwinker. Um, yeah, you can find us all on Twitter. I'm Max Scoville. Marty's McBiggity yep. with two G's and two T's. Brian is Agent Bizzle and Goldfarb. You are Garfep. And that is our show. Thank you for listening or watching or whatever. And have a good one. And don't forget to. Brush your teeth. Do sure. There we go. That's important. Brush your teeth. Beyond. Beyond. Grundles. Beyond. Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it. Or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Bartha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz and how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts.